0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: Can there be any doubt at all that the greatest gift ever given mankind is the subject of Pastor Ray's life-changing series entitled God's Amazing Gift Called Salvation? Despite good deeds and perhaps a life well lived... Without being saved and born again, none of God's promises can be ours, especially the guarantee of eternity in heaven. In this message, you'll be taught all about salvation's wonderful promises and benefits and about its powerful salvation covenant, a better covenant based simply on better promises. And there's further good news that because the word declares that it is by grace we have been saved, salvation can't be earned. And there's never a price tag attached to it. But such a wonderful gift And giving glory to the God who made it possible also comes with responsibilities. Because although salvation is truly God's gift to us, what we do with that salvation is our gift back to God.
2: My Bible tells me that we go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. We just don't ever stop going upward because of this awesome covenant that we have between God and man that was signed for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. In this covenant, 1 Peter 2, 24, and it's also in Isaiah 53, where it says that by his stripes we are healed. In other words, healing is in the covenant. This comes with a salvation package. This means that, you know, when, when we are sick, we can count on, we can believe, and we can trust God to touch our lives and to heal us. You can trust God for healing and touching your body for whatever it is that ails you because he is the healer. It is part of the covenant of promise. It's part of the things that are company or go along with salvation. Healing is one of them. Isn't that good? Here's another one. And I want to open to this. I want you to go to John's Gospel, chapter 14. We have the promise of the awesome Holy Spirit. Now, this is really powerful. And this is something that we really ought not downplay in our life, but we ought to pay attention because the Holy Spirit is your best friend. And because we are in the covenant, because we are saved, because God has promised us safety and deliverance and to help us and to give us well being and to protect us, we have to stay closely connected to the Holy Spirit. So, listen to what John's Gospel, chapter 14, says. Um, I want to start in verse 15. Jesus says this He says, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, helper, helper. The helper that he may abide with you forever. The helper is is referring to the Holy Spirit. Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as the helper, the parakletos, the helper. The Holy Spirit, and, and if you study this out in the Greek, it means one who comes alongside another. One who comes alongside another. In other words, at the moment of salvation, the things that accompany salvation, the ones that we just mentioned, but this, most most importantly, is that the Holy Spirit comes alongside you to help you, to be with you, to guide you, to instruct you, to teach you, to guard you, to convict you when you're going astray and going wrong. This is the promise that Jesus gave us that's contained in our salvation package, that we have the promise of the Holy Spirit being with us. Now, notice what he says. He says, I pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. The world can't receive him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Have anybody here ever seen the Holy Spirit? No. No. But you know that he exists. Why do you know that he exists? Because he bears witness to your heart. His presence in my life. I, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit the most when I'm standing in this pulpit. I can feel the moment the Holy Spirit takes over in my life as I yield to him. Because there are things I say that I, I didn't pre, predetermine or, or didn't think or don't have it written down. There are things that the Holy Spirit just brings to my remembrance that I've forgotten about years and years and years ago, even when I'm preaching. I can feel the moment the Holy Spirit leads me because he begins to give me direction. It's, it's almost audible. Amen. It's not, but it's close to being almost audible. Have I ever seen the Holy Spirit? No. Have I ever witnessed his work in my life and the work of, in other people's lives? Absolutely. Amen. Can't see him, but I know that he's there because I feel his effects in my life over and over and over and over again. And so do you. This, the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit came to be alongside you to be your helper and your guide and your teacher. Jesus enumerates all of these ministries that the Holy Spirit would have, all of these activities in the life of a believer. And that all happened at the moment that we entered into salvation. So salvation has some pretty awesome benefits. Let's read this through because I think this is so important. The Spirit of truth, world can't see him. You know him because he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. And he says, uh, let's go over to um, verse 23. He says, and Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. Now listen, and we in the person of the Holy Spirit, we will come to him and make our home with him. In other words, the Holy Spirit isn't far away. He doesn't come and go. He's with you and abides with you everywhere you go. You say, well, how is that possible? Well, I don't understand it. One day when we get to heaven, we'll, figure, we'll, we'll understand it. But there's, there's the Holy Spirit is with every single one who would ever accept or receive Jesus Christ to be with you forever and to never leave you. This is an awesome benefit that comes along with salvation. It's not just about dying, going to heaven, being with Jesus and being absolved of your sins. It's about so much more. Because what happens from the time I receive Jesus to the time I die? Would God just leave me in this life to flounder around and try to figure it out myself? No, no, no. And to just walk through troubles and problems and not have any hope or anywhere to go? No. God is a loving God. And he appropriated a a covenant and a blessing that's far beyond just the forgiveness of sins and entering into heaven when we die. If that's all he ever did, amen, that would be wonderful. But he did so much more. And one of the things that he did is that he gave us the awesome Holy Spirit to be with us forever. He says, These things, verse 25, these things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, there it is again, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. This is one of the awesome things that comes along that is part of our salvation package. It's a benefit. The Holy Spirit in His presence. He will teach you all things, bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And so, so it goes on to say, He would guide us. I don't have time to read all of these verses, but He would guide us. He would convict us. He would be with us, never leave us, never forsake us. So, an awesome benefit of this salvation package is that we would have the Holy Spirit with us forever. Can you give me a better amen than that? Amen. Another one in John 14, verse 13, let's just go back to verse um, 13, it says this, um, he says in verse 13, he says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. Whatever you ask in my name. So another awesome benefit that we have is that we can ask the Father for whatever we need or want. Actually, in another, another portion here, let me see if I can find it real quick. He says, in verse 7, chapter 15 and verse 7, he said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. You will ask for what you desire. God cares about your desires, not just your needs. He's concerned about your desires, you know, not just what you may need in life. You say, well, I don't want to be that greedy. I don't want to be, no, it's not about being greedy. We all have desires. Listen, if you desire a nicer house, a nicer car, nicer clothes, God said, whatever you desire, whatever you desire, as long as it's holy and it's clean and it's consistent with God's word. He said, if you abide in me, you live in me. See, let me tell you what, let me tell you what, let let me tell you what, listen to me. Everybody listen to me for one minute. Give me your attention. He said, if you abide in me. You see, it pays to, to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. It, it pays to have a relationship with Jesus. He can't do for you until you give your heart to Him and you enter into this covenant. You enter into this awesome, awesome covenant that He has provided for you and me. He said, If you abide in me and my words abide. In other words, you've got to live this stuff. If you want to see the fullness of the benefits, you can't just promenade around having a form of godliness. That doesn't go very deep. He said that if you abide in me and my word, in other words, you're you're shaping and forming your life after the word of God. He said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You see somebody walking in the blessings of God. You also see somebody who has a life that's been transformed by the word of God, who is abiding and seeking after Jesus. And he said, as a result, as a result, because you're in my covenant, because there are things that accompany this salvation, you'll ask for your desires and they will be given to you. Listen, I can tell you something. And I don't say this to brag. I don't say this to, I do say this to make you jealous because I want to make you jealous. God has blessed me with just about every desire I've ever had. I mean, personal desire for my life. He's blessed me with it. He's blessed me with it. There's a couple of more things that I'm, I'm kind of waiting on. But for the most part, God has blessed me with the desires of my heart. I want to make you jealous. But let me tell you something. I first had to give my life to Jesus. I secondly had to abide In him every day of my life. In other words, I can't just pretend that I'm a Christian. I have to be a Christian. I have to recognize that he wants to communicate with me and he wants me to communicate with him. Commune is probably a better word. Commune. Be in relationship. If you abide in me, you commune with me. You talk with me. You interact with me. I will interact with you. And if my word is in you and abides in you, in other words, I'm living the word, you can ask for whatever you desire and he will grant it to you. He will give it to you. See, somebody is blessed. Don't get jealous. I like to say that don't take offense, take lessons. Because that person has walked with God is abiding in, in, in that relationship, clinging to that with trusting Jesus for everything. That's how you work the covenant. And as a result, their prayer fruit is just coming forth. Now, now, now listen to what he says here. Let me read it again. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. This is, this is a promise. By this, my father is glorified That you bear much fruit. What kind of fruit is he talking about? He's talking about prayer fruit, that you would bear results from your praying. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, this this is something that accompanies salvation. This is a promise that comes along with salvation. That you abide in him and you be in the word, and let the, don't you, let me say it this way it's not just about you being in the word, it's about the word being in you you got to let the Word change you. You can ask what you desire and it will be done for you. Listen, I didn't get to where I am overnight. This has been a lifelong pursuit of God. But I'm going to tell you what, for 37 years I have clung to Jesus with everything I've got. I have believed Him. I have loved Him. I have prayed. I have allowed the Word to change my life. And I am walking... In the blessings of God today, because of this promise right here. And every one of you can do the same exact thing, but only you can make the choice. You first have to be saved, you have to give your heart to Jesus, and then you have to continue to walk with Him every day of your life. The Holy Spirit will come, all of these wonderful things will come to help you and to assist you in your pursuit of your dreams and desires your future, and your life. But you can't play with God. you got to be real about it. This is a real covenant. This is a real agreement that we have between God, between God and man, signed for by the blood of Jesus Christ. But God doesn't want you to just take it lightly. Because for us, all of this stuff is free, but it cost God everything he had in order to bless us with this awesome covenant. So we have the promise of the Holy Spirit. That is one of the things that accompany our salvation. We have the promise of answered prayer. We can pray about anything. We just read it, 14, 13, and fifteen uh, seven. We can ask God for anything, and he will grant it because of this covenant that we are in. These are things that accompany salvation. In John's Gospel, chapter 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So one of the things that accompanies salvation is the promise of an abundant life. Now, abundant life is not just abundance of money. Yes, it is money, but it's more than that. It's an abundance of joy. It's an abundance of peace. It's an abundance of favor. It's an abundance of satisfaction within your heart. But it's also an abundance of material things as well because you need it all to have a well-rounded, happy, peaceful life. And going back to the word salvation... One of the definitions is general well-being, prosperity in every sense of the word. So these are the things that accompany your salvation. So he talks about this abundant life. I want everything. If you don't want the abundant life, that's fine. I'll take what was meant for yours, for you. I'll take your portion. If you don't want it, I will take it. I will take hold of it. But Jesus intended for us not to be failures in life, but to be successes in life. To achieve and to accomplish. I don't know how it's all going to happen, but I do know this, that he came to give me life and give it to me more abundantly, and and that's part of the covenant and part of the promise. And the more I just follow and believe and use my faith, the more I will see God do in my life. Because the way to unlock, I'm going to say it again, the way to unlock all of these Things that accompany salvation is only one way, through faith. Trust. My trust is in the living God. Now, you know, like I said, when I look back over 37 years, I'm the better for having served God and followed him and obeyed him. I'm more blessed today than I've ever been in my entire life. I'm a blessed, blessed man all the way around. Again, I don't want to make you jealous, but I do. I really do want to make you jealous because I hope that it's a good jealousy that would provoke you to trusting the Lord to understanding the covenant, to understand the promises and the things that come along with this covenant and to begin by faith to trust God and to interact with God because he certainly wants to bless your life. Jesus said, I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. All right, let's open up to Luke's, Luke's gospel. I want to come to an end. I'm a little bit over. You all all right out there? Yeah. All right, let's just finish up. with Luke's gospel, chapter 10. This is really important. Another thing that is accompanying our salvation. Jesus had sent out 70 disciples to go out and preach the gospel and to do all these things. And they came back to him with this report in verse 17 of Luke's gospel chapter 10. The 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said unto them, and he said unto them, and he said unto you not only to them, but to us. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold. I love that word. Behold, behold. It's like angels. When I hear that word, behold, it's like angels trumpets start blowing and angels start flying around. Behold. In other words, pay attention. Behold. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So come on, glory. You have authority. I have authority over the works of the devil and everything and anything that he ever may try to throw away. This is part of those things that accompany salvation. I have authority over the enemy. Don't let the enemy have it all over you. You rise up and say, I stop you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. This is your covenant right and privilege. A lot of Christians just let the devil have have it all over them. Stand up and say, no, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over you. You, you, I come against you by the name that is above every name because my Bible says that the sound of the name of Jesus, everything in the heavens, everything on the earth, and everything beneath the earth, that's you, devil, must bow. So you must bow right now in the name of Jesus. So we have authority over the devil and all that the devil would try to bring in our life. We have the forgiveness of sins, the continual promise that if we mess up, you know my little saying, if, if you mess up, what are you supposed to do? Fess up, fess up. According to uh, John 1 um, first John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. This is part of the covenant. This is the part of what comes along with your salvation package that you have the promise that if you mess up that you're not condemned by god you confess he forgives cleans you up and you just keep on walking and you pick up from where you left off and you keep on going what an awesome covenant we have all of these things that accompany salvation we talked about prosperity but i'll give you a verse second corinthians verse second uh, corinthians chapter eight and verse nine says and you know the grace of our lord jesus christ For though he was rich, for your sakes became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich. In other words, the Lord wants to bless you. Yes, in every way possible, but financially as well. He wants to increase your life. This is part of the salvation package. Prosperity is part of what God wants to do in your life. The very last thing we'll finish right here will be done is wisdom from God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and verse 30, said that he who became wisdom for us, Jesus became wisdom for us. In other words, God's got wisdom for you in every circumstance, in every situation. In other words, nothing should catch us where we don't know what to do now sometimes we may feel like we don't know what to do but often what i like to say is when you don't know what to do don't do anything at all that's sometimes the greatest wisdom that you could ever operate in you just stand still take your position and watch and see the victory of the lord in your behalf sometimes that's the greatest piece of wisdom that you would ever operate in or ever have because sometimes you don't know what to do and i found out when you don't know what to do do nothing at all Just keep doing what you've been doing until God gives you directives. And if he doesn't give, I remember there was a season in my life. I wanted God to tell me to do something different. God, just tell me to do something. I know there's something different. Tell me to do something different. But the more I tried to get God to tell me to do something different, the more he just kept holding me right where I was, insisting that I just keep doing what I've been doing. And I argue with God, God, I'm tired of doing what I've been doing. I want to do something different. God says, no, you keep on doing what you're doing. Hallelujah. (laughs) You see, sometimes we don't receive the wisdom of God because it goes against what we want to do. But sometimes the wisdom of God is just do nothing at all and just keep on going until God shows you the next step. Glory to God. So this is not a complete list at all. We have to stop right here. But most certainly, a good overview of the things that accompany salvation, the things that come along with the salvation package. So it's not merely that we just die. Let's stand to our feet, everybody. That we're just going to die and go to heaven one day. But that we've got all of these powerful benefits. You You are loaded with benefits from the Word of God. And I encourage you every day to exercise your benefits. Take advantage of the benefits every day of your life.